Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Wednesday, August 9th, and I hope you are having a wonderful day. Now, if this is your first time listening, I want to say, of course, welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day of the week, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, today's Wednesday, which means that today will be middle of the road. It's middle of the week, so it's middle of the road in terms of difficulty. If you find this episode to be a little too challenging, I always encourage you to listen to the rest of the week anyway. You never know, you might learn something. And of course, if this episode is too easy for you, well, I have good news. Tune in tomorrow and we'll make it a little bit more challenging. So without further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. What is the term for the study of fossils? and the history of life on Earth. The study of fossils and history of life is called paleontology. Paleontology is the scientific study of life that existed prior to, and sometimes including, the start of the Holocene Epoch. That was roughly 11,700 years before today. It includes the study of fossils to classify organisms and study their interaction with each other and their environments. Paleontological observations have been documented as far back as the 5th century BC, but the science became established in the 18th century as a result of George Cuvier's work of a comparative anatomy. Paleontology lies on the border between biology and geology, but it differs from archaeology in that it excludes the study of anatomically modern humans, uh, like archaeology does. It now uses techniques drawn from a wide range of sciences, uh, including biochemistry, mathematics, and engineering. Use of all these techniques has enabled paleontologists to discover much of the evolutionary history of life, almost all the way back to when Earth became capable of supporting life, which was nearly 4 billion years ago. So, that study, once again, is called paleontology. Moving on to question two. Which country is known for its tulips, windmills, and wooden clogs? And that country is the Netherlands. The Netherlands is a country located in northwestern Europe and shares a border between with Germany to the east and Belgium to the south. Netherlands literally means the lower countries in reference to its low elevation and flat topography, with nearly 26% falling below sea level, if you can imagine that. Most of the areas below sea level, known as polders, are the result of land reclamation that began in the 14th century. The Dutch employed hundreds of miles of dams and mighty barriers or dikes to protect their farms and communities from flooding. To pump out all that water, they used one of the leading natural resources, the wind. Windmills drained salt marshes one section at a time, and what had once been fishing villages on little islands are now high and dry mounds rising above fertile farmland. This is also the source of the iconic 
Dutch wooden shoes, the wooden clogs, that allowed farmers to walk across soggy fields. And in the event of high water, the, the wooden shoes would simply just float to the top. The Netherlands also remains the center of production for the European floral market, as well as a major international supplier to other continents. The flower auction at Royal Floral Holland is the largest flower market in the world. Since the mid-1970s, the production and distribution of cut flowers in the Netherlands has burgeoned. Billions of cut flowers are shipped to the Netherlands every year to be sold at auction, followed by immediate transportation to buyers around the world. So, the Netherlands known for tulips, windmills, and wooden clogs. Moving on to question three. What is the name of the closest galaxy to our Milky Way galaxy? And our closest galaxy neighbor is, of course, the Andromeda Galaxy. The Andromeda Galaxy is a barred spiral galaxy in the nearest major galaxy to the Milky Way. Andromeda has a diameter of about 46 kiloparses, which is about 152,000 light years, and is approximately located about 2.5 million light years from Earth. The galaxy's name stems from the area of Earth's sky in which it appears, the constellation of Andromeda, which itself is named after the princess who was the wife of Perseus in Greek mythology. The Milky Way and Andromeda galaxies are expected to actually collide in around 4 to 5 billion years, merging to potentially form a giant elliptical galaxy or a large lenticular galaxy. With a magnitude of about 3.4, the Andromeda galaxy is among the brightest of the Messier objects and is visible to the naked eye from Earth on a moonless night. So, our closest galaxy neighbor, the Andromeda galaxy. Moving on to question four. What is the process called when yeast transforms sugar to produce alcohol? And the answer there is fermentation. Fermentation, also called ethanol fermentation, or also called alcoholic fermentation, is a biological process which converts sugars such as glucose, fructose, and sucrose into cellular energy, producing ethanol and carbon dioxide as byproducts. Because yeast performs this conversion in the absence of oxygen, Alcoholic fermentation is considered an anaerobic process. It also takes place in some species of fish, including actually goldfish and carp, where it provides energy when oxygen is scarce. In alcoholic beverages, wine is produced by fermentation of the natural sugars present in grapes. Cider and perry are produced by similar fermentation of natural sugars in apples and pears. Beer, whiskey, and sometimes vodka are produced by fermentation of grain starches. Rum is rum is coming from the fermentation of sugarcane, and mead is produced by the fermentation of honey. In all cases, fermentation must take place in a vessel that allows carbon dioxide to escape, but prevents outside air from coming in. 
This is to reduce the risk of contamination of the brew by unwanted bacteria or mold, and because of a buildup of carbon dioxide creates a risk the vessel will rupture or fail, possibly causing injury or property damage. So that process of transforming yeast from sugar to alcohol is called fermentation. Moving on to question five. What is the term for a word or phrase that is spelled the same, but has a different meaning when pronounced differently? And that term is a heteronym. A heteronym, also known as a heterphone, is a word that has different pronunciation and meaning from another word, but they have the same spelling. So examples include abuse and abuse, blessed and blessed, and base and bass. Most heteronyms are doubles. Triple heteronyms are extremely rare in English. There are actually only three examples, which are mobile, mobile, and mobile, and does, does, and do's. And the third one is sin, which I know the meaning of, but then the other two pronunciations I think are sign and sen. So these different homophones that are that are pronounced the same, but still have different meanings, such as bear and bear, those are homophones. Heteronyms are also occurring in non-alphabetic languages. For example, about 20% of the 2,400 most common Chinese characters have multiple readings. So heteronym is a word that has a different pronunciation and meaning despite the same spelling. Moving on to question six, who wrote the novel War and Peace, one of the longest novels ever written? And the answer there is Leo Tolstoy. War and Peace is a literary work by Russian author Leo Tolstoy, set during the Napoleonic Wars. The work mixes fictional narrative with chapters on history and philosophy. First published serially, beginning in 1865, the work was rewritten and published in its entirety in 1869. It is regarded as Tolstoy's finest literary achievement and remains an internationally praised classic of world literature. The novel chronicles the French invasion of Russia and the impact of the Napoleonic era on Tsarist society through the stories of five Russian aristocratic families. Tolstoy said that the best Russian literature does not conform to standards and hence hesitated to classify War and Peace, saying it is, quote, not a novel, even less it is a poem, and still less a historical chronicle, end quote. Large sections, especially the later chapters, are philosophical discussions rather than narrative. It actually took him six years to write the novel, after which he had such bad health, he actually needed to take a hiatus for a number of years. So, War and Peace, written by Russian author Leo Tolstoy. Moving on to question seven. Which celestial body in our solar system has the most moons?
and the answer there is Saturn. With more moons than all the rest of the planets in the solar system combined, Saturn currently has an official 145 moons in orbit. The record was previously thought to be held by Jupiter, but discovery of 62 new moons of Saturn allowed it to surpass its gas giant neighbor. Many of the new objects are likely to be remnants of relatively recent moon-on-moon collisions that resulted in a larger moon fracturing and adding more moons to orbit. In recent decades, the number of confirmed moons has steadily increased as telescopes and analysis methods have stepped up in sensitivity. The latest study used a technique called shift and stack to discover fainter and smaller satellites. This technique, shift and stack, involves shifting sequential images at the rate that the moon is moving across the sky, making the moon appear brighter when all the data is combined. So, most moons in our solar system, well, that record goes to Saturn. Moving on to question eight. What is the capital city of Spain? The capital city of Spain is, of course, Madrid. Madrid is the capital and the most populous city of Spain. The city has almost 3.4 million inhabitants, and the metropolitan area is approximately populated by about 6.7 million. It is the second largest city in the European Union, and its monocentric metropolitan area is the second largest in the EU. The site of modern-day Madrid has been occupied since prehistoric times, and there are archaeological remains of the Celtic Carpitani settlement, as well as Roman villas and a Visigoth basilica located within the city. So, capital of Spain is Madrid. Moving on to question 9. In which year was the United Nations established? United Nations was established in 1945. The United Nations, referred to informally as the UN, is an intergovernmental organization whose stated purposes are to maintain international peace and security, develop friendly relations among nations, and achieve international cooperation and serve as a center for harmonizing the action of nations. The UN was established after World War II with the aim of preventing future world wars and succeeded the League of Nations, which was characterized as ineffective. On 25th April of 1945, 50 nations met in San Francisco, California for a conference and started drafting the UN Charter, which was adopted on the 25th of June, 1945. The charter took effect on the 24th of October, 1945, when the UN began operations. The organization's objectives, as defined by its charter, include maintaining international peace and security, protecting human rights, delivering humanitarian aid, promoting sustainable development, and upholding international law. At its founding, the UN had 51 member states, and as of 2023, it has 193, almost all of the world's sovereign states. Moving on to our last question of the day, question 10. 
what is the term used to describe a female horse that is less than four years old? And that term is a filly. A filly is a female horse that is too young to be called a mare. There are two specific definitions in use. In most cases, a filly is a female horse under four years old. However, in some nations, such as the United Kingdom and the United States, the world of horse racing sets the cutoff age for fillies as five. Fillies are sexually mature by two years old and are sometimes bred at that age, but generally they should not be bred until they themselves have stopped growing, usually by four or five although some fillies do exhibit estrus as yearlings. The equivalent term for a male horse is a colt, but when horses of either sex are less than one year, they are referred to as foals. Uh, horses of either sex between one and two years old may also be called yearlings, and a male horse is called a stallion, while a female horse is called a mare. The term Mustang actually refers to a wild horse in the United States. So, that concludes this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round to be simple, that's fantastic. I encourage you to check in tomorrow. We'll make it a little bit harder. However, if you found this episode to be a bit of a challenge, I encourage you to, to check in uh, tomorrow anyway, just because you never know when you might know an answer. Of course, we always ask you to recommend our show to friends, recommend it to family. We're always trying to grow the community here at My Daily Trivia. I want to thank each of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>